a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is IRV and how can it help a group of Midwestern telecoms uh, respond in an emergency? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Brent Christensen, who is the president and CEO of the Minnesota Telecom Alliance. So Brent, uh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Andy, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So Brent gave an update. Uh, If you've listened to the past couple episodes of the podcast, you know that I was up um, in northern Minnesota last week at the um, MTA's peer group, uh, peer marketing group meeting. Uh, It was uh, always a good meeting. Uh, Brent was there, gave an update on IRV, which is what we're going to be talking about on this episode. So uh, Brent will be, be talking about it over the next several minutes, but just give us a quick rundown. What is IRV? Well, IRV is our incident response uh, vehicle, and it the idea of IRV came about last year after the hurricanes hit South Texas. I have friends that live down there, and when I was watching all the stuff on, on the news, it became very apparent that, that the first responders and emergency responders were, were very busy and doing their thing, and I started looking at it from the telecom perspective and, and thinking about you know, the telcos and, and how are they going to restore service and, and be able to support that because you got to have a communication network going. So that's kind of where the idea of IRV came from. And uh, the MTA is a little unique because uh, we have a, a safety program that we do safety training at telcos, specifically for telcos uh, in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and a little bit of Wisconsin. So this seemed like a really good fit for our safety program. And uh, one of our safety consultants is a uh, assistant fire chief in New Ulm, and he's trained in emergency preparedness and disaster response. And so he's kind of taken this project and, and run with it. So we're really excited about it. Um, we have we believe this is the first time something like this has been ever attempted and ever done. And our plan is not to be you know emergency responders uh, from from a public safety standpoint but more for being able to respond to supplement and help a telco that has been uh, affected by a disaster or, or a, an incident. So our plan is that IRV will uh, respond to the scene and will be set up and will be uh, incident command center to help that telco do everything it can to get service restored back to their customers as quickly as they can, and then also take care of their employees. I mean, basic needs like food and water while they're while they're working around the clock to get service restored and, and things like that. So uh, it's it's we're pretty excited about it. Definitely, and it does sound um, kind of groundbreaking. Something new I haven't heard a lot of before. Um, so what, what all can it do? Cause I know uh, kind of where you guys are in the process, you have, you've acquired the trailer and right now it's kind of being retrofitted. So what, what will it be able to do, um, when it's completed? Well, when, let's say, uh, I mean, we've had, in, we've had telcos affected by flooding and tornadoes. So let's say we have a, a flood that happens at a telco. Um, we will respond with IRV and, and set it up in the parking lot of the telco, for instance, or someplace near. Uh, it will be able to be uh, hook up to the telephone company's system so they could it can answer phones and have customer service reps work out of IRV. 
Um, it will be able to, we will be able to um, dispatch technicians from Earth. We uh, have applied for a nationwide UHF license for two-way radio communication uh, and set that up on our, on our network, put up an antenna. So Earth will be a base station for, for dispatching techs. Uh, also coordinating activities between um, the telecommunications industry and also first responders and emergency responders. Uh, and then uh, we're hoping to have a, a portable um, cell tower uh, part of this so we can get Wi-Fi up and going and cell service up and going as quickly as possible. There really is no limit to what we, we're, we're, we're going to be able to do with this. Um, and since the good news is we're, we're creating this and from scratch and, and this has never been done before. The bad news is we're creating this from scratch and it's never been done before. So um, we don't know all of the things it's going to do. So we're, we're trying to, now that we've got the floor plan and the footprint, we we're kind of looking at this going, okay, what, what do we need this to do? And that's kind of what we're building it from the ground up. One of the things that you've mentioned that I didn't really think about until you brought it up, but it'll also be a major support. In addition to that, all the technology in there, it'll be a support vehicle for the folks who are, are going out and working in these conditions. So it's going to have a, a way to, to feed them and, um, I guess, be able to uh, have water connections or other things like that. So what, what kind of things will it do to support the folks who are out there working? You know, this is as simple as, I mean, we're going to have a couple industrial-sized grills on board that we can deploy. And that's the reason it's a toy hauler, so the back can fold down and we can roll grills off it. Um, we're going to be able to haul in bottled water. We're going to be able to, you know, we have a kitchen on board so we can we can cook. Uh, we can keep, you know, we can we can take those things off the plate of the people that are, are trying to get service back up and going so that they don't have to worry about it. The other component about this, and Irv is just one piece of this. Um, from that, we decided, you know, it, let's, we started with Irv, and we, we get Irv going, and we get it, we get it set up. But how are we going to man this? And, and a lot of times we get volunteers, and there's really no coordinated way to get help from other telcos. And Irv is going to be the focal point of that. Through this project, we've also started, or in the process of starting, what we call quick, quick reaction teams. And these are volunteers from telco, telcos that will be able to respond to a neighboring telco in, in, that needs help. And we've broken it down into different kind of career fields, if you will. So we have, we'll have uh, people on the, on the QRT that are, that are customer service reps that can help answer phones and, and you know, takes trouble calls. Um, install repair technicians that can supplement a company's um, technicians to go out in the field and, and restore service. Outside plant technicians uh, that can help restore fiber and cable and, and get service up and going. Uh, central office help. So people that are that work in central offices that can come and supplement a central office staff of a telco that needs help. Um, and things like that. And then also there's going to be obviously a, a, a media component of this. I mean, we have to there has to be some liaison or interaction between emergency management, the telephone company, um, newspaper, radio, uh, people like that. And, and so we have a, a multifaceted approach that we're going to be training. Excellent. So then we can talk a little bit more about that. I don't know how much of that uh, is developed or how much of that is still in the works, but what kinds of things, you know, responding in a, a situation like that, just from the communication side um, or, you know, media relations, PR, 
what types of things will will you be going over with them or what kinds of things will um will they have the training or equipment materials what what sort of things are needed um when you're in a situation like that would you say well obviously you need the the basic services so the the food and the water and things that you can cook uh, but communications is the big thing. So short-term communications, two-way radios, things like that. Uh, long-term communications, you know, uh, temporary Wi-Fi solutions, uh, temporary cell towers. Uh, but then, but then, you know, from a marketing or, or um, I would say, community relations perspective, uh, we have to have one person. We'll have a designated incident commander uh, on every scene. Then, then we'll have a dedicated person that's going to do kind of the public information officer, the PIO functions. So they will, they will be the ones that interact with uh, external media. And we'll have one person designated as a liaison to the telco. Um, the worst thing in the world is to add trouble um, and have people who are, you know, you got all these volunteers and, and they're not coordinated and they're not doing what the, what the telco needs them to do. So we have to have one person that. Uh, interacts with our incident commander and also the general manager or designated person with the telephone company to make sure that we get them the help that they need and that we're part of the the uh, solution, not part of the problem. Sure. Um, really, the, kind of one of the last points that I had, um, so I know it was talked about at the marketing meeting last week, um, you know, where there's possibility of, of increasing the visibility of HERB, uh, either at events or things like that. So are there... And it may still be in development, but are there ways that you think um, that just having Irv, you know, even before it, um, it gets deployed, I almost said he gets deployed. I don't know if it's a he <laughs> or a she, uh, but even before Irv is deployed, um, there's I, I think there's some PR value or, like you said, community relations uh, value. And just knowing that um, your local telco is forward thinking enough to have this kind of resource. Would you yeah, agree? And- you know, Irv, Irv isn't going to do anybody any good if it sits in a warehouse somewhere. I mean, it is it is not our intention to have it sitting around. We want to get it out in the public. And there are several reasons for that. One is, obviously, so that the telco knows, you know, to our, our members know that it's available and what it is and how to use it. Um, it's just like any tool. I mean, you want to practice with it before you need it. And so we're going to be doing, you know, we do, um, as part of our safety program, uh, we do safety training, but we also do field observations and visits. And Irv is going to be out as a part of that. And as part of our teaching class, too, to show the staffs at the telephone companies what they do. It's also going to be um, part of we're going to do we're going to be doing mock incidents uh, with the QRT so that they're trained and so that this doesn't you know turn into a clown show because we don't know what we're doing. So there's there's going to be ongoing training. But to your point about getting this out. You know, part of being a trade association is we do a lot of advocacy, um, both at the state and federal level. But we're going to take those resources and really get this thing out. I mean, we're hoping to do um, next spring, uh, Herb will be unveiled for the first time at the MTA annual convention and trade show in March. Uh, then it's going to go down to Iowa for their trade show the end of March. Um, and we're hoping that before any of those things happen to do kind of a um, kind of ribbon cutting, if you will, and invite uh, people from the state and, um, you know, uh, other officials to be part of that. Uh, the office, Minnesota Office of Broadband Development um, has been involved with this project. They've been aware of this project from the very beginning. And so they're anxious to, 
you know, put a spotlight on it. And then when we are out doing visits, I mean, it's our intention to have local legislators, local leaders absolutely have to have county management, uh, emergency management people part of this uh, because they got to know about this. Uh, and then we're even talking about how to get state credentialed uh, as first responders so that we can, you know, we had a situation several years ago with there was some flooding in Houston, Minnesota, and we had volunteers from other telcos that couldn't get to the scene because law enforcement had the area uh, cordoned off and they wouldn't let them in. Well, we have to have some way that they know it's okay for us to be there. So there's a lot of, of information, and particularly when you're trying to do something like this for the first time. Uh, there's a lot of marketing and PR that has to be be done with Irv. Sure. And if, if there's anybody out there um, in the telco um, world that is, is thinking about a safety program, emergency response program, I will, will give you guys props up there that the, the most thorough and, and uh, progressive um, state association that I have run across in terms of, of thinking about safety and that sort of thing is definitely um, MTA. So you guys are certainly doing some, some good work there. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I'd, I'd like to tell you, it's just because we're that forward thinking and that's, uh, we're just that good. But the reality of it is uh, the, the state of Minnesota made it a requirement that telcos had to have safety programs back in 1983. So we decided uh, at that time to start a safety program and we've been going ever since. So my, my job here is to not screw this up. So <laughs> we've got a longstanding project, a longstanding program, uh, a lot of, of, of really talented people. Uh, and we've got right now we're, are, we're up to four. We're probably going to add a fifth safety consultant. And um, we have got an incredible team and an incredible group of people that, that go out and serve our members. I'm very proud of all of them. Definitely. And, and I'll go ahead and throw it out there that if anybody is um, either a state association or a telco is um, looking to do more with safety, um, MTA and the, the members of MTA, Brent, would certainly seem to be a good resource uh, for something like that. But I'm excited to hear uh, how IRV comes together. And I appreciate you um, taking the time to be on this episode and kind of explain to us uh, what all you guys have going on up there. So thanks for taking the time. Andy, it was absolutely my my pleasure. And as you can tell, I, I like talking about Irv and like getting the word out. So thank you for the opportunity. Definitely. He is Brent Christensen. He is the president and CEO of the Minnesota Telecom Alliance. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.